Craft Beer Radio, episode 435, September 3rd, 2017. Yeah. Grab my Terry Fold flaps. Grab my flappy folds. Grab my Terry Folds. Grab my foldy flaps. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio. I'm like, come on, Greg. Come on, Greg. Start the bait out. <laughs> <laughs> episode 435 we got wow we got uh, a doozy yeah, so we had a bounty in the mail this mm-hmm. week uh listeners ryan out of missouri and kyle out of vermont sent us two big boxes of delicious things and uh a lot of ipas and you know ipas are always best fresh so we uh, we're breaking one of our rules tonight and doing like an all IPA show. Yes. Usually we want to have uh, some variety, some break in our palates. Because when we do all when we did all IPA shows back in the day, you just get palate fatigue and you weren't tasting as much as you otherwise would. Uh, we're going to see if that still holds true with the new phase of phase three. Because we got uh, seven IPAs we got lined up for tonight. Yeah, <laughs> and we did one in the pre-show. Yes. And we're going to rank that one. Yes, we are. All right. So do you want to do the world famous Hetty Topper first? Well, yeah, I think, okay, so this is the third time we're doing it on the show. This is the first time we're doing it after we have gotten a taste for a new England IPA. Right. Right. So we've we've really got the um, the ability to super appreciate this beer. Yes. First two times we've had it, we just didn't get what everyone was crazy about and well as you've listened to last week's show and a show a couple weeks before that we're pretty crazy about these hazy ipas now so we got ye old heady topper still says drink from the can on the top sorry not doing that um this one was from july that's another reason we wanted to get these beers on the show a lot of these were from july so they're not getting any younger so, Hetty uh, Topper pours uh, very hazy, uh, hazy orange, slightly. There, there's orange. a there's a whiteness to that, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like a wit beer. You know, it's definitely on that hazier, you know, white side, kind of like what the brew gentlemen have been yeah. doing. Yeah, similar to the brew gentlemen, a little not not as um, not as condensed, but then again, brew gentlemen is super fresh. Yeah, this is you know not this is a couple week, couple uh, weeks in a can. So, all right, the aroma on this one, you're you're getting. Some I'm getting a fair amount of malt. I'm getting, but you know, in with there, I'm getting kind of like a clement or no, um, tangerine, almost like a orange peel. There's a, there's a nice sort of a, I think um, I want to say a, a mix of mosaic and uh, centennial happening because there's a little a little tiny bit of like grapefruit and. Just maybe a notch of pine tree in there too. If I cover the top of the glass and dig my nose down in there, I'm getting a fair amount of booziness. This one's at eight percent. Um, pretty much all these beers, they don't have any extra information. These are not um, breweries that put out like their mm-hmm. Grainville and, and stuff. So uh, I don't have much to tell you about most of these beers. All right. So moving on to the flavor. It definitely has that mouthfeel of those Northeast IPAs, you know, whether they put a little bit of wheat in there or a little bit of oats or something. It has a creamy mouthfeel. I, I think that it's... I'm, I'm noticing the malts fairly significantly, so you know, I'm wondering if it isn't as fresh as it otherwise would be. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's popping with mm-hmm. this, you know, overwhelming hopness. Um so yeah, the, the 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 there's a crackery sort of malt there, and very drinkable. Right, that's the one of the great things about the. It is very drinkable. I'm getting this really interesting. Okay, so now I'm starting to get some bitterness. Out of that second sip, I'm getting like like a strong like grapefruit juice bitterness, and kind of like this like after effect of grapefruit laying on my tongue all over the place now but when it's still in my mouth i'm getting this multi spicy almost cinnamon or mace or something like that you get anything like like that 
Woody, something like that. Hmm. I I think there's um. I think there's something to that. I'm not sure what it is because yeah. it's, it's a real subtle thing. Maybe a little bit of vanilla as well. Yeah, there, there's there's some kind of the, the malt is it sinks in more when you hold it there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably when when it's super hoppy and fresh, that that kind of um, disappears. And but it, I'm sure it helps sustain the beer from from feeling too overly hoppy when it's uh, when it is super fresh like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, yeah, it's um, yeah, almost a little bit like you you almost a little bit of savoriness to go in mm-hmm. there to to counterbalance. It's, 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 it's interesting. Yeah, it's not weird. It's not bad. It's it's fascinating. I'm really digging on mm-hmm. kind of the complexity of that malt and ester profile. It's not where you'd expect to. To end up when you open when you crack open heady topper, but that's kind of what's fascinating me on this beer in my glass. I think what's interesting here is I don't believe I don't know for sure, but I'm going to guess based on what I'm um, casing here that this is not uh, this is probably, probably uses the same um, traditional yeasts that are normally used in double IPs, whereas New, New England IPs nowadays tend to use a different different sort of ale yeast that did come up with different stuff. Okay. Um, just different strains that are uh, not typically used in, in IPAs. So I'm wondering if there's just a difference in sort of the, the just the yeastiness itself is, is giving us slightly different uh, quality. It could be. I'm really digging on that spice character. You know, it's a, <clears throat> I guess it probably is more of a phenolic thing, but you know, it's a combination of malt spices is this woody, vanilla-y, yeah, there's something going on there. There's something that's, as, a, there, you know, as I said, like a savory note. Like, you know, add a little cinnamon to a savory mm-hmm. dish, you'd be surprised that it brings out some extra stuff. It's those kind of things. I'm trying to, you know, focus on the hops. What's left, you know, is that kind of grapefruit. Maybe a little bit of guava. Um, I want to say there's a little pine in there, but I don't know where I'm getting that from. Okay. Maybe it's adjacent to that savory thing. So I definitely am appreciating this one. I think on a better level than we did the last couple times mm-hmm. we had it. You know, now that we're more used to the style and dialed into the mouthfeel, the characteristics of it. But I do think it has suffered. From yeah, I think some, you know the, the, the problem is now that we are dialed into style. If we can taste that, it, it feels like it's lost something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good, but the one you know, but mm-hmm. clearly. Getting it fresh is going to be the, the the best chance to get all of it. But I also would say, until you're really into the style, I don't know how much getting it fresh will will uh, improve. Improve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for certain people, they'd probably drink this and not. I mean, it took us forever before our palates were uh, had enough resolution in them to mm-hmm. to pick out things like that. So for a lot of people, you know, there may not pick up. The, the difference in, you know, a month, an extra month in the can. All right. So, we had two other alchemists, including we did a fourth one on the free show. <laughs> yes, we did. So, let's jump away from the alchemist for All a right. moment. Let's do one of these beers Brian sent in. This oh, one going great is. to the triple IPA. Oh, is this the... No, it's triple dry hop, double IPA. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> just... It's a double IPA. Fine. Do you want to save the doubles for later? No, it's fine. Let's All go. Right. Let's just break all the rules tonight. All right, so this is from... Uh, it, it says shared, but it's not shared. Shared cool. is, is, their, is their like brand name, but it's side project. Look at the color of this guy. This is Backpack Fashion Show, 8% alcohol by volume. Dry hop three times with a Motueka and Galaxy. Oh, hot damn. Almost eight pounds of hops per barrel were used. This is this looks a lot like uh, General Braddock's IPA, right? I mean, this is yeah. It looks like orange juice. Yeah, it, like kind of the the cheap orange juice that comes in the tiny little cans where it's not quite orange; it's more yellowy. But it looks like that kind well, of. Well, that's the juice. good stuff because well, 
the frozen stuff, mm-hmm. that's the good stuff because that's from concentrate. Okay. The, the bad stuff is the stuff you buy in the um, in the car in, in the cartons. In the okay. cartons, and the reason why is because that stuff. What happens to to juice? They store it in these gigantic tanks, and oxygen just makes the flavor go away. So then they reflavor it with like flavor packs. Okay, but the concentrated stuff is actually fresh, but then frozen. Okay. So. Smell this thing. Wintergreen? Are you getting wintergreen? Is like the of. main thing on the nose. There, it, it's not, not there, right? I mean, I mean that's like the main thing I'm smelling. And now, when we've had Motuika before, we've had it give us vanilla. Yes. So I'm guessing Motuika is the crazy guy giving me the wintergreen, but mint chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> you smelling that? Yes. Which is weird. <laughs> Because I couldn't, I wasn't pulling that. I was getting something kind of like a an underripe guava, but I can see the mint chocolate chip ice cream. Cover. Yeah, no, that totally, totally makes sense. See, now that it needs a guava, I'm I'm not smelling that wintergreen mint thing nearly as much. I'm getting more into tropical fruits now, on the nose. That was crazy. One sniff right there smelled yeah. just like a melted bowl of mint chocolate chip. Okay, more pineapple than anything else, I think. There's a lot of... Kind of like a pineapple upside down cake. It has that sweet pineapple mm-hmm. filling with a little bit of like oven caramelization on mm-hmm. it. Um, touch of cherry, like you maraschino cherry in there as well. And then the malt fits in with that kind of yellow shortcake, you know, like it really kind of tastes like a pineapple upside down cake in the glass to me. That's real good. <laughs> that is delicious. This is as good, if not better, than Lou. Um, I just got another huge nose of mint chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> This is weird. It's getting weird out there, man. That is so uh, wonderful. Fruit juice stuff coming with it. Um, nice, uh, nice malt underbelly. Nothing overly bitter. Nothing. The beer is looking kind of greenish to you. Now. A little bit. Yeah, it's probably from bit. all that hop material being triple hopped with or triple dry hop three mm-hmm. times. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I poured a small sample, so there's more of that to have wow. later on. With all these beers and big cans, I don't want to get a little too rambunctious with right. the pours. I, I Oh, you know we got a new sponsor on the show. AlleyMakes.com <laughs> How much is he sponsoring us for? It, it's pro bono this week. It's uh, complimentary. Uh, my daughter, Allie, and I started her YouTube channel. Uh, today just launched it and she's uh doing her maker thing you may have heard us talk about her doing maker fairs and stuff in the past but if you go to ally makes a-l-l-i makes.com you will get redirected to her youtube channel it's good i mean it's clearly like a a first or second video thing so there's there's learning curves Mm -hmm. but already there's effort being put into the production and stuff like that I think it's good. Yep. Ooh, but this beer might be better. <laughs> Backpack fashion show. <laughs> this is in um, this is in Vermont, Missouri. Missouri. This is in St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. 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 Exceptional. It's good. It's good. I I don't know if I like or I'm freaked out by that mint aroma. I I'm perfectly happy with it. It's not a bad aroma. No, it's not a bad aroma. I just I just don't know if I like it or if it's freaking me out, man. <laughs> it, so last week we had that beer that has a terrible aroma from uh, Wicked Weed from Wicked Weed, and from in my case it didn't taste much better either. Right. Uh, this has an interesting aroma because you're not used to it, mm-hmm. but it tastes fantastic. No, I, I didn't, and I would never describe it as terrible. I just yeah. said it's weird. All right, let's hop on back over to Yield Alchemist. 
So probably one of their next hyped beers is Focal Banger. And I don't have to search our logs. I I asked Greg if we did this. He said, no, I kind of have this nagging inkling that we did do it once. But again, breaking all the rules. Can you turn me up for a second? I can. It's getting weird. <laughs> As the night like tonight should. We are, of course, the other reason why we're doing these eight beers tonight is because we have tomorrow off. So Yes, tomorrow is... Labor Day, right? Labor Day. Labor Day yeah. Save some him for later. All right, so this is Focal Banger. 7% alcohol by volume. Uh, not as uh, murky mm-hmm. as the other ones before. I did right. this. I can even kind of see you a little bit through it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, is there anyone in there? Clarity is, uh, you know, not it, 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 not as hazy as before, but uh, similar colors. They're all kind of looking very sort of similar. The last one, of course, I had that kind of whitish note that we saw in those super fresh. Yeah, uh, this one, the aroma is more back into things you expect. You know, like that mm-hmm. first one with the heady. I was getting that very interesting cinnamon mace vanilla woody thing uh and then the mint chocolate chip ice cream in the backpack fashion show this one is kind of orange pith uh maybe grapefruit you know but it's kind of pithy on the nose oh a little dirty a little bit i just got a big sniff of marijuana (laughs) on mine sounds like someone's smoking weed outside I don't get that. No? Well, you might be more discerning than I am. Here, take a sniff on my glass and see if you get it. I'm <laughs> definitely getting a dank, like, more, like, re- straight-on marijuana than uh, most of the times I say dank. No. No? No, okay. not to me. Well, then I just don't know what it smells like. I guess, because... Yeah, I, I'm the one who... <laughs> maybe it smells like secondhand marijuana. Maybe. Maybe it, maybe it sounds like the, the, the kind of swag that you've been around. <laughs> it smells like secondhand, yeah. You kind of have to take an, a nice, slow pull to get the more dankness. If you pull it hard, it gets more pithy for me. So maybe give it a really slow pull. Like I said, it might be something I'm associated you're, with. You're spending way too much time. <laughs> All right. I'm... Basically, my guess is that one of these beers is going to, there's going to be a marijuana smell there. They are related, hops mm. and marijuana. Ooh, that's interesting. So you move on to the flavor. And it, it kind of... Hmm, how do I want to describe that? It's uh, Citroën Mosaic. Citroën Mosaic has a very full... Not full body, like creamy body, but full body, like heavy body. Like, it almost feels like hoppy barley wine. Like, the feel on the You're tongue. Not, wrong. not so much the flavor, because it doesn't really have, like, big caramel sweet, yeah, toffee. Right. It's not having any of that. But it has almost like, imagine a golden barley wine. You know, it almost has a feel like if you invented something like that, it might taste like this. No argument for me. I really that that that's an excellent way of describing this. It it it's a it's a fullness to the hops that are coming mm-hmm. from here. That the hops almost add a meatiness to it. Yeah, and, yeah. And and I'm, ta- I'm taking uh, I'm taking liberties with meat, but it, the hops are giving well, it a it's, substantialness. It's umami almost, right? It, okay, it's, yeah. It's it's, yeah. Uh, it's that unctuousness mm-hmm. of, yeah. of the flavor. Yeah, especially on that second sip, the hops are giving this thing this like. This umami, this this meatiness that uh, this is noteworthy to me. This is different. I this is an experience I haven't necessarily had. Hmm. So yeah, brood. Okay, I was right on Citra and Mosaic hops, and our favorite British malts. They say it's so pale in color. You wouldn't expect that the British malts would provide that much, but I mean, that's kind of what we're tasting, right? When I said golden barley wine, you know, that, that kind of lines up, you know, it it has. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just trying, I was trying to, trying to, you know, 
pin the tail on the malt, but really, I, I'm not coming up with anything too good right now. The, I mean, there might be some Maris Otter in there that's giving it more of a softer body or something like that. But Yeah, I mean, well, if you're talking about my favorite British malts, Maris Otter would be one of them. I don't know where that's necessarily uh, Jim Kimmich's or mm-hmm. John Kimmich's uh, yeah. This is This is really good. The, the, oh, my God. This is... This is special for me. I mean, I'm just digging it. Not as special to me as this one was, but this I, is I awesome. hear you. For me, this one beats the backpack. It just it's the backpack was interesting because it, but it was weird. And this one, this one's like a nice cozy. The backpack was exactly this one's what, a snuggie. The backpack was in terms of flavor everything I wanted. Like fruit juice, mm-hmm. super drinkable, super. Awesome on the palate. This is also super drinkable. Also awesome on the palate, but and there's something not 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 as fruit juicy. It's not as New England style, mm-hmm. right? This is this is that. I'm going to keep calling it golden barley wine. You know, a golden West Coast you know, hoppy barley wine. You know, because it has characters of that. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's clearly phase three. This is not a, a phase two. It doesn't have a, a big. Um, Bernie or, or 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 you know uh, mm-hmm. bitter thing here, and the hops do tend to more citrusy and even pineapple-y and, and and stuff there. But it's not New England. It's not a pure just like drink fest because that malt and that character that's coming from it is uh, is good. That is so good. Oh man, wow! I love you. I love you too, Jeff. Aww. <laughs> All right. So let's jump away from the alchemist for a moment. Are we doing any more Ryan beers tonight or are the rest all Kyle's? Nope. All Kyle. All Kyle all night long. Let's try this one. Upper Pass Beer Company. All right. So this is first drop. It is... An American Pale Ale at 5.9% brewed with Azaka, Centennial, Mosaic, and Citra. English base malt. Thing pours. <laughs> so it sounds like the last one. But pours, much much lower much, in alcohol. Pours much hazier. Ooh, wow, yeah. That, that's much more orange than the other ones, mm-hmm. which were more golden. But very, very hazy. Uh, very smells you know, cold. I'm going to wrap my hands around this bad boy. That was the coldest tasting smell. You know, you stick your nose in a glass and you get some temperature, you know, in your nose. And you just take that breath and it's, it doesn't have that. Well, that's a nice little sound you're getting off the glass there. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. For me, it's like when I smell it and the, the beer has a little bit of a chill to it. You feel it in your nose and you just know you're not getting everything out of the aroma. So I'm cupping my hands around. There's a little here. bit. I just got a little bit of that mintiness here. Just, yeah. a, just a bit. I'm with you. It's kind of a wintergreen again. Right. But that's I, not something that we haven't smelled before, though. I mean, no. we've, we've smelled wintergreen stuff before on other beers, it, too. It's, it's a little bit unusual. You never get it twice in a show until tonight. <laughs> uh, so Zaka... Zaka makes, you know, I've had some amazing beers with the Zaka. And then we also got Centennial Mosaic and Citra in this bat, yeah. in this guy. And, uh, yeah, when I first smell it, kind of one of the first things that comes to mind is that wintergreen. Now... Is it something of, of, a, of a piney orchard? Like an orange orchard surrounded by pines. Okay. So, kind of blossoms, right? You're getting... Yeah. You're getting a little bit of pine sap. You're getting orange blossom. I'm with you. I'm with you. Grapefruit juice is kind of the main thing. I'm smelling more so than orange. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. That's probably that centennial giving you that big grapefruit. I wonder what grapefruit honey tastes like. Grapefruit blossom honey. Let's take an internet search and see if it's available. I want I want to try it. You always talk about orange blossom honey. I wonder if the 
uh, grapefruit groves are big enough to to isolate the honey. San Diego Honey Company has it. There you go. Amazon.com has a naked bee, grapefruit blossom honey as a lotion. <laughs> I don't think that's what we want. Maybe it's not very good. Maybe that's why it's a lotion. No, there's... There we go. I think we might have a... Uh... It's in a honey bear. I think we might have a CBR purchase in, on order. <laughs> Maybe we'll go for like different kinds of honey. I'd, I'd be interested because in I mean that's sure, really yeah. the best way to isolate. Blo- I mean, you're gonna better get blossom aromas from honey than most other ways. You know, I mean, other than visiting an orchard. Yeah, no, I've had like orange blossom honey before. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it's distinctly different yeah. from clover honey mm-hmm. or other things. Yeah, most of, most of what you buy in general, if you just buy honey off the rack, it's almost certainly going to be clover honey. That's that's like the most bang for your buck in terms of uh, honey. Where it's a blend, right? Yeah. It's it's just you know some blender gets honey from uh, beehives and blends it into it's 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 like how a lot of um, a lot of products are made, right? If you like whiskey, right? You you blend the barrels together mm-hmm. to get a consistent product. That's what the honey makers do, exactly, right? They they blend their different honeys together and. Yeah, if one batch has a lot of buckwheat in it, you're going to blend that way out so it's not as noticeable. This is never pass. This one has kind of a pithy flavor yeah. to it. It's uh, orange pith. Not a huge body compared to most of the other beers we had tonight. It's kind of thin on the body. Doesn't feel as um, as alive as the other beers, as, as like as as bright, I guess, mm-hmm. as the other beers. It feel it feels more. Um, I don't want to say more dead, but it it, it just. I think it's still a pretty good beer, but no, yeah. it's definitely like it's not as exciting. It's, it's not. It's, it's not exciting. Yeah. Most of the beers we had tonight were exciting, and this one is is good. It's it's a oh, it's a it's fine a, beer. It's a hazy IPA, mm-hmm. but you know we are our... we just had two ones that have challenged a lot of uh, like are like awesome in, in ways that that we are both flabbergasted over. And then to yeah. go to this, it's a fine beer, as Jeff said, but it 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 doesn't excite in the same way. So it's inevitable that it will mm-hmm. be let down. As it's warming up, I'm getting a little more tropical uh, guava, mango, mostly guava for me. <clears throat> it's a flight order. If we had this one first, you know, we'd probably yeah. think of it a little more, uh, be a little more lavish with the uh, description. It, it, it's the it's also a little bit buzzier on the carbonation. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's lower in alcohol, I mean, it's not as as saturated. It as the says other APA on the label, right? So yeah. I mean, it, it's you know, it has awesome hops. It is probably dry hop, but you know, it, it's you know, they're making it be an American pale ale at only five point nine percent. I mean, that's that's practically session. <laughs> that is probably what you, you'll find. <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if you could find a session IPA. That says like five point nine or something like that. It's under six. Must be session. I mean, what was that beer that we had that said table beer that was six <laughs> percent? <laughs> oh, I think I hear something coming. Oh. Dun, 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 well, let's dun, say you dun, wanted dun, to purchase some of this uh, grapefruit blossom honey or some a bunch of other honeys, right? I there mean, you go. Maybe you want to do a honey thing on your own. Actually, that's a way to make some income. We'll have a tele-tasting honey show. We'll have everyone order all the same honeys. And we'll get all the money from craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Yeah. That seems a little self-serving, but it also seems like it's kind of a thing that would be good. I mean, here, l- l- let's be honest. The reason why we do the Amazon, not any other option for supporting us or whatever, is just because it means you can support us when you want and how you want, just by doing what you would normally do. Just buy stuff, and that's it. And, and so we're not getting support from anywhere else. This is it. We're not doing ads anywhere. Except for AllieMakes.com. AllieMakes.com. Well, it's you. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole point is to just... 
if you feel like supporting us, this is a great way to do it, and it's easy and simple. Yeah, and we feel like that's the best way. If you if you want to give us money and not get something in return, we have a PayPal link too. So yes. you can do that, or you can buy shop on Amazon and get something in return. And of course, again, the beauty is you're paying the same amount you normally would. The only difference is that some of that money is going to us. Seems like a good deal. That would be neat to do a honey tasting. Mm-hmm. Well, we've done whiskey on the show before we've done sake right. on the show before but none of the things people done meat on the show before none of those things people can buy online right but if we did a bunch of various honeys especially if we found a honey sampler yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool because definitely some of the fun of, of the show i imagine for people since i'd never do it this way but like i, I listened to our show uh, but I don't listen to it and drink the same it's beers because I've already done it. It's probably a very low hit rate. Who people yeah. who uh, go out and buy the beers they see on an upcoming show and do well, it. Well, it'd be hard one. to do. I mean, yeah. we, we we rotate through a bunch of yeah. different ones. I mean, unless we did major breweries flagships right. all right. the time. But I imagine if if you're a listener to the show, you've at least done it with one beer or something, something you can mm-hmm. find, and, and you see yeah. how your tastes match ours. And I think honey flavors are very applicable to this. So I'll look into it. If I can find a honey sampler that I can like, that we can source and get people to uh, mm-hmm. to buy, I think we should do a tasting like that. We can even awesome. do it um, on. Uh, we can even do a, a a show where we have people call in and stuff. It's possible. We haven't done one of those in forever. We should do one of those. Best laid plans, though. Best laid plans. Okay, uh, elaborate metaphor. And and also, speaking of elaborate metaphors, uh, um, The Road to Hell is... Uh, paved with good intentions. Yes. So. <laughs> elaborate metaphor. This is from Burlington Beer in Vermont, where they also make coats. And very... Coats. Very... <laughs> <laughs> Coats and hazy beer. <laughs> and ice cream, I think. Yeah, and ice cream. Uh, New England style APA brewed with citra and amarillo. Barley flaked oats, wheat, and raw wheat added to complement the body. And 5.4% alcohol by volume. So we got a hazy IPA. Very, uh, very much on the white, you know. Yeah, very, there's, you a, know there's a whiteness to it for yeah. sure. I thought I smelled on the first sniff. Citra and Amarillo was an interesting choice for for a phase two. That was this. That, that was that was my. Tissue. Oh, I'm like, did the cat get outside? Is the cat outside the window? Meow. <laughs> <laughs> um, my very first sniff was. Oh, I'm smelling like all the left field stuff tonight. I was smelling something immediate, like a. Like a breakfast sausage or something like that on the very first sniff. <laughs> what? <laughs> I couldn't get it a second time. I could not get it a second a time. Breakfast sausage, like a Jimmy Dean, like something. Maple I mean, it, and it was the maple. It part? was something meaty. It wasn't bacon. The closest thing I could get to in my brain before the thing disappeared was a breakfast sausage. Now, I haven't encountered in, nor- in any IPA that I know of that has amarillo in it. Yeah, Amarillo is Dirty. not peaking right now. Yes, right. It when we started the show, I remember back in two thousand four when I went on the beer cruise. The this was before we did a show. There was a brewery in Washington called the Connor Beer Company, and they did an IPA that was like mostly Amarillo. I've told this story, but not in a long time. So. If this sounds familiar, you are an awesome listener. And you can press the 15 or 30 seconds. Skip. Yes. But basically, you know, I tried this aggressive, rip-your-face-off complex IPA that, that tasted like cat pee. And Dored, as we know. Dored, yes. Refer to it. But uh, I'm like, I guess I like cat pee because I liked it at the time. But uh, you don't see, I mean, you see Amarillo as a supporting hop here and there, but it's not starring very often. So I might as well go into Dord now because we've gotten that. Yeah, so absolutely. Dord is the word we use instead of cat pee 
because we, we got we, the, we stored for capi urinal right biological all these weird things that we used to say that sound kind of gross and we used dord now why do we come up with dord dord actually was a word for a while because of a mistake in the oxford english dictionary where somebody who was writing it had mistook d a capital d or lowercase d for density Mm-hmm. And turned it in, and they mistake the spaces in between capital D or lowercase D, and they said Dord, and they called Dord density, and then they realized their mistake after a while and, mm-hmm. and pulled it out. But it was for a while in the English dictionary. So I'm bringing that word back, Dord, for and that's a sort of catch-all term for yeah the biological stuff that can sometimes come from Amarillo and Simcoe hops. Now, are you getting Dord in this? No, I am not. No, I I am, a little bit. A little bit. I mean, so I'm getting... Because there's, there's a little bit of that that could be seen as, and I don't want to make this sound awful, but rotten fruit. A little boozy on the nose. You know, it smells warming. Oh, it's only 5.4. It's, yeah, it's the lowest alcohol. Okay, so maybe it's not boozy, but there's something that's kind of... Alcoholic, you know, that I'm then passing for alcoholic on it. I'm trying to figure out what I am smelling because it's not super open on the nose. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. Go nuts. I'm just gonna move on to the flavor. So it definitely has that kind of hazy IPA, New England. I didn't even look at this. I just I I have the rapier up for this, mm-hmm. and the first I only have to see the first comment. But notes of corn chip Fritos sneaker malt honey. <laughs> Fritos. I can see the corn chip. The, the sneaker, not so much. Malt and honey, I don't know, but I can see the corn I can chip. Get, I can get the honey part. It has, so it has, you know, the oats is giving it this this kind of creamier body. So you're getting this, I don't want to describe it. I was going to see yogurt, but there's no tang to it. So the yogurt doesn't really work. Milky, yeah, I suppose. Viscous. I know it's fine. There, there's not. There's not a lot mm-hmm. of like praise I can heap onto it. It's, it's. Well, we're not it, all about heaping praise. We're heaping about diving into a beer and well, heaping it. There's not stuff. a lot of of other things I can heap onto it yeah. either. There is, with I mean, especially with. And this may be an issue with just doing a bunch of, of IPAs, regardless well, of... part of the rule, right? Yeah, right. That's why the rule exists. <laughs> we may be encountering um, very much the reason why, why we don't do this, because... It's just another hoppy beer. If we're hitting, we're hitting a block, we mm-hmm. are hitting like a... Maybe we should take these two and put them back and grab something else. Maybe we should make an executive decision. Sure, we can do that. We can grab an Imperial Stout. Yeah, I, something. I, I think that that's the better option now because I think we're 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 hitting a point where these these uh, pale ales are. Do another Amazon commercial one, though. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to describe for you the beers we've had so far. So the, the first one we had here was the Skadoosh. We had this in the pre-show. This was Skadoosh number nine, which was uh, Mosaic, and it was it, it was kind of interesting because it, it brought a uh, onion quality. That, as we discussed in the pre-show, Mosaic can sometimes give you. It can sometimes give you this stuff that you would normally associate with Simcoe. And I think that it's why Mosaic is blended out. I, I, as I explained in the pre-show, um, Galaxy doesn't have this, but Mosaic does a sort of oniony thing. But you can you can blend that out if you do it right. Uh, and then our next thing was Heady Topper. Uh, and next was the... Uh, backpack fashion show, which is still my number one for tonight. Uh, the focal banger was next, which is still Jeff's number one. And then we had the first drop APA, and this one, the, the elaborate metaphor. So we're kind of reaching to a point where, yeah, we kind of need to 
to change up our our ideas because we're just we're, we're hitting a wall. So the elaborate metaphor, I just came back, took a sip, and the flavor I actually got was those things you get when a beer starts to get infected. You're getting a, almost, you know, not getting the Band-Aid yet, but kind of some of the precursors to the Band-Aid. Are you tasting anything like that? No. No. No, I'm not. This was 726, so a little over a month ago. It doesn't smell like it. Maybe it's just similar flavors coming from the hop and malt. Yeah, I'm fine with... Yeah, I mean, I think the Skadoosh would carry its own. Since we did the other Skadoosh mm-hmm. in the pre-show. And the plush is a double IPA. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hopped out. So I grabbed, I grabbed the first Imperial Stout that I could find. And it's another alchemist. It's the Beelzebub. I gotta find this guy, Beelzebub. Here it is. American Imperial Stout, eight percent alcohol by volume. Aggressively dry hot with Citra. <laughs> Great. It is the alchemist. And aggressively dry hopped Imperial Stout. That's not necessarily where my favorite Imperial Stouts come from. <laughs> but we'll see. Oh, yeah. All right. HA, let me put this into the notes. <laughs> we were kind of surprised. like because So the alchemist, most of the beer labels, the ones that aren't Focal Banger and Heady Topper, ones that are pressure-sensitive labels... They're smaller runs. They just have hop cones in the background. Right. The whole way around the can. So a couple of their beers that Kyle sent, we grabbed them. And we're like, oh, it's another IPA. But you actually have to read the small print to figure out that it's an Imperial Stout. All right. Beer pours. Wow. Did... It pours like <sighs> almost like Dark Lord Dark. Coming it's... up... Uh... When when you drink a lot of beers, you know that you're going to have stuff coming up. There's a lot of hoppy stuff. Hop burps? Yes. It's it's, it's pleasing. Anyway. (laughs) You were saying. This is as dark as any Imperial Stout. Look at that. There's not even highlights at the rim when you hold it up to the light. Yeah. And it smells... Doesn't smell like a aggressively dry hopped Citra IPA. I mean, there was a bunch of roastiness. Tons of roast. It smells smells more English to me. It smells like the kinds of things. Now this beer is super cold because it just came out of my forty five degree fridge, and mm-hmm. to us forty five degrees is super cold. The thermometer says that the surface interface is at fifty one, so it's about forty seven degrees. Mm-hmm. So we are, I mean, this is an Imperial Stout. We want to drink this thing at almost 60 degrees. Right, yeah, so, so our hands to, are cupping around. Transfer a lot of a lot of heat energy from our hands, which means our hands are going to get cold. Yep. So the glasses we're using, you know, everyone who is a hardcore listener knows this. We use the Spiegelau glasses. Tonight we're using the barrel-aged beer glass, which is the newer snifter-style mm-hmm. glass. We did the best we could of comparing the... Uh, beer tulip versus the barrel aged beer glass, and we came up with it's still touching your hands, it's still touching your lips. You still might be biased. I feel that this glass is slightly better, but if you already have the old glass, don't buy new ones. I think that I think that what we came up with is that it most of most, if not all, of the advantage is psychosomatic. However, that doesn't mean it's not real, <laughs> right? I mean, because just because. If, if 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 you take a placebo and it gives you pain relief, it gives you legitimate pain relief, not just be- these glasses so, are ten bucks a piece. If you have the old glasses, I cannot recommend you buying the new glasses. If you don't have Spiegelau beer glasses, buy this glass, buy the barrel aged beer glass. I can recommend that. I say either one, either one is fine. But if you had none. And you're going to buy them at the same price. Yeah, I would probably buy this one. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just getting my hands off and rewarming them up so they can do a better job of sucking the heat out. 
Because that's how you got to remember your thermodynamics that all remember heat transfer. All it is is taking what what you're doing is your 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 hands have some heat in them, and the beer has some heat or has you know it, not you, heat not heat, but you're transferring heat from your hands, and mm-hmm. so you got to rewarm your hands to bring that heat in. All right, so now we're up to. This is the most exciting part of the show. <laughs> Jeff and Greg warm beer with their hands. Episode 435. 60 degrees over here. There we go. That's a good... Getting better. That's pretty good. Not quite enough. So these Spiegel glasses, they have very thin glass. They transfer heat very well. Mm-hmm. And now, once you get the right temperature, you hold it by the stem, and you're not making it too warm. All right, the smell on this guy. He is... Um, well, that was interesting. I'm getting, a little bit of licorice in there. So I'm getting the licorice. I'm getting the malt. I'm getting the roast. And then what did I get? A little bit of bugles. <laughs> Corn chips? Corn chips. Are you getting... <laughs> I got a little thing. It was like the bugles. Okay, I can I can sort of see that, but I imagine that you can do that with any roasty beer, right? You can, <laughs> if you're thinking corn chips, you can pull that out because I don't think maybe, it's... maybe you can. I was not thinking corn chips, and I smelled it, and I smelled those oily bugles that, you know, I've I've had too many regret snacking sessions where I've emptied a bag of bugles. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're the best snack. I wouldn't say they're the best snack, but. It's one of my guilty pleasures. Uh, any oily, crunchy snack is going to be very satisfying to the as you're doing it. Yes. Afterwards, filled with regret. Not so much. Hoppy on the flavor. Really mm-hmm. hoppy on the flavor. Really, like a lot really. of roast. An interesting kind of roasty character there too. Mm. Like a like a roast. Pig or like a roast meat. Okay, um, I get that. This is exactly what I don't want an imperial style to like a, a style with like that much hopping to it. It the initial like first sip was like okay, not my favorite, but let me give it a chance. I'm yeah, going to give it a few more. In hindsight, you know, I put this in the cellar for six eight years and let those hops fade. But let's see what we think. This is Beelzebub from The Alchemist. So it, it, it's it's. I would agree that it's really not what I. I mean, what was that beer that that, that we love the the um, Imperial Stout that we were. Uh... <laughs> what was the Imperial Stout that we loved? Uh, how long ago? Like give two me some more two details. weeks ago, just two eight, well two. three weeks. There was that bourbon barreled one from Martin City. Martin City, one with the train yes. on the front. Yes. So that was like that was if that was everything you want in in an imperial stout, and it was pretty much everything you want in an mm-hmm. imperial stout. This is about three or four of the things I like in the imperial stout, with a bunch of other stuff kind of thrown in. But <laughs> with a really big middle finger saying, "Hey, here's some citra to ruin your imperial stout." Ruin is a. Is is a well, you know, it's a relative term. Um, there's there's a there's interesting things here, and I'm just trying to to come up with the words to describe it. All right, so I'm going to try to pretend this is an imperial stout. I'm going to pretend that this is something else, and I'm going to try to like it because comparing this to my favorite imperial stouts, it's it's it's, it's lost cause. Yeah, it's lost cause. So now I'm just going to, I'm going to look for nice things to say about it and see if I can come up with uh, an angle of attack that you know is complementary. There, there, there's an ashy, astringent quality to it. So there's, there's definitely some kind of uh, roast charcoal. There's a little bit, like I said, of like a roast meat. So there's a, mm-hmm. there's like a, or almost like a meat drippings thing, right? So yeah, yeah. There's a, uh, yeah, kind of like a a bunch of like orange was poured onto an open 
cork fire or something. So that's where like a lot of the citra is coming in. You get this kind of almost acidic bent to add to the astringency, which is really weird. And it's not super complimentary, but it, it it can be understood in that sense and not like that. I so think you, I th- you, so you're talking about this pork drippings, this orange fire thing. If you think of this with like the bark of pulled pork, you know, like the outside part, the dry right. part, the and you kind of paired the two together, like, you know, if you took like the outside of your pork butt and this, I think that kind of, I think that would go kind of well, because I think you would, well, well, I'm you, talking... would you would go like on the char on the outside of the meat and this, and then I think the hoppiness might kind of be a little bit um, disembodied from the beer at that point. And not seem as abrasive as the roast and the hops do in together. Imagine you ordered General So's chicken and you got an overcooked piece that had okay. a, a yeah. lot of sort of that orange sauce on it. And then you tried to put a little bit of liquid smoke on it, but you accidentally poured a bunch. You might get something that tastes like this. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Overcooked General Cell is a little sweet with a bunch of liquid smoke on it. You know, if that's in your wheelhouse, <laughs> then go for it. Uh, otherwise, I'm in agreement with Jeff. This this could wait some time to it needs to a hop unhop, fade. right? Fade those hops. And then you'll get a interesting kind of uh, charcoaly and a little bit nutty imperial stout. Mm-hmm. No, I think the imperial stout in here has some legs. I, I it's it's rich enough, it's robust enough, it's big enough. Why would you aggressively dry hop it? Because, it well, it's the outcome, do, right? Yeah. That's what they do. So. I would love I would love to talk with someone at the Alchemist or just someone who loves this style of beer to, to kind of educate me on on its bright points. There's like, also an like issue. What what is lovable about this? So one thing that we haven't tried and we haven't gone into because we haven't had the time really uh, is how well cans age. Right, we have a lot of bottles back there, uh, yeah. mostly bottle ones, but do cans. Age as well? Can should age well. Um, Remember that thing about Greg McGill telling us about how uh, dissolved oxygen in cans is like a dirty little secret Uh in in craft brewing canning? He mentioned it. All the information I know about it is from his mention. I think other people have talked about it. I have no firsthand information. Um, But yeah, TD... Total dissolved oxygen in cans might not be as good as like the marketing material says. I don't know. Uh, I'm definitely aging some barley wine cans. If I if I had a second can of this, you know, if it was hindsight, I would put this guy away mm-hmm. for five years. Just be. I do that with hoppy barley wines too. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, if I get a Bigfoot. I'm putting the cellar for five years. I'm not going to drink a fresh Bigfoot. I think it's much better in about five or six years. And I think this is much the same. Probably. We, they, they, we don't know because we don't have that. I, that uh, I, I, the, I taste a good Imperial Stout behind. Yes. But but the hops are, are giving it this weird kind of orange mm-hmm. thing that, that's, that's, that's turning us off, I think. Um, and if the stout was more chocolatey, a chocolate orange thing works. But this is more of that pork barbecue, ashy, smoky right. thing. And just... They're clashing with each other. You want to move on to ranking? Yeah. Sounds good to me. So let's see, which ones didn't we do? We didn't do Skadoosh number 10. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do the Frost Works. All right. So I, I'm i going to figure this out as I go. I'm going to put that Beelzebub in one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh place. Just... 
aggressively dry hopped imperial stouts are not my thing. It just went on extensively about why. I'm going to put the elaborate metaphor in sixth place. I think Flight probably hurt this guy a bunch. For sure. Um, it was, you know, 5% American Pale Ale. If we had our game together, I would have, you know, done him first. Probably would have had more, lavished more uh, positive comments on him. But after all these other beers, some of them which were amazing, uh, he's going to land in sixth place. Fifth place. Now we're in the middle of the pack, and I'm trying to figure out what was what. Good thing we got some more upper pass. I need to take a sip to figure out what the upper pass tastes like. <laughs> oh, that beer. Okay. Um, I'm going to put... We're getting to the part where the beers are all good. Yeah. I'm going to put Hetty Topper. Fifth place. This was my favorite time of the three times we've done Hetty Topper. I've appreciated him. He had some really neat things going, but he really did seem hop-faded. So I still don't think that I've had the Hetty Topper that everyone raves about. Uh, it had that really neat cinnamon mace vanilla yeah, thing going good. on, that woody thing. And I really spent a lot of time digging on, on that and loving every second of it. But I just don't think that was the beer that the Alchemist plans on you drinking from the can. All right. So now let's do let's do the upper pass. First drop. This is the guy with the Azaka Centennial Mosaic. That's the one that was the uh, chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip ice cream one, right? No. No? Oh, that was the backpack one. This was the other one that had the wintergreen going on there, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of wintergreen. Okay, yeah. I mean, I just took a sip of him. I mean, he definitely is is cutting the mustard, and uh, I, I digged it. Interesting you say that because maybe it's because of the flight again. Because he had you, you were just drinking this down. Uh -huh. Because we weren't all that really. We weren't all that hot on that one. Okay. It's it's hard. This is hard, y'all. Uh, okay, three beers. That's Kadush we did in the pre-show. That one tasted... Had, we were worried that it was, you know, on the old side, but it, it, it tasted nice and fresh. Oh, this was the number 10. So, or, yes. No, it, number, number 9. Right, number 9. That was the mosaic one. Because we didn't... One. Yeah, we didn't well, do the number 10 one. Well, we, yeah, we did not do number 10. Yeah. So, did, okay. this, it had a little bit of oniness, as I mentioned. Because yeah, it was a little oniony. Um... But, you know, overall, I remember that one being a nice, full-bodied, good hop flavor, good bitterness. I'm going to put that in third place. I'm going to put the Backpack Fashion Show in second place. This guy was interesting, to say the least. Had that minty aroma, which on several sniffs tasted like a bowl of melted mint chocolate chip ice cream. On the flavor, it didn't really carry through the mint so well. I'm having a hard time remembering what it did carry through, but I remember that lots I liked of pineapple, it quite lots of really juicy. That's it. Pineapple upside down cake. Mm -hmm. It had the kind of the the yellow cake. It had the caramelized pineapple. It had yeah. a maraschino cherry thing. It had everything in a pineapple upside down cake. Upside down cake. It's like one of those short spirits we had at the. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah like when Schwartz was making really interesting stuff. And I'm going to throw a focal banger in first place. This guy. Just really knocked my socks off with a whole bunch of things I can't remember right now. <laughs> it's one of those nights. Take it. Yeah, I'll take another sip here real quick. I'll take the rest of this one and you'll take the rest of that one. Okay, so the Focal Banger is more of that more classic type. I'm going to need more sips than that. It has, you know... It's just one of those nights. I'm feeling a little bit, little bit buzzed right now, and I just remember the focal banger like knocking my socks off. I'll let you go. Mm. Drinking, um, drinking some water here. So 
my rankings are as such. I agree with Jeff that Beelzebub is in the last place. Um, and I also agree with Jeff, and we talked about it. If we had waited for five years on that, I bet it would be up there in the top. Because once that hops were faded, there's a really good imperialist out there. Mm-hmm. Seems like. Sixth place, Burlington. The uh, elaborate metaphor, which really was hurt by flight. Another one that was probably hurt by flight is the upper pass. Uh, it was kind of near the, you know near that end and, and didn't have as much as the other stuff, and so we were kind of like, okay. mm-hmm. we we were our tongues were getting tired, as is the reason why we don't do these pale ales, these these all hoppy shows. Um, it's it, it 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 was good to, to get a reestablishment of that thing. Like yeah, there's a rule for a reason. Yes, sometimes we have to be reminded. Uh, two, three, and four are all heady top, or all I'm um, sorry, alchemist uh, beers. Uh, in four, in the fourth place, I'm going to put the Skadoosh. I'm going to put the Skadoosh number nine with uh, Mosaic. Uh, really did enjoy it, even though it was a little uneasy, but it was it was it was good. It was a good, good, good way to start. In third place, heady topper. Uh, the, the definitely the, the most interesting uh, drink of heady topper I've had because it was most prepared for what it was going to give me. Uh, but that focal banger was even better. And was really, really awesome. Had really good characteristics, mm-hmm. but man, I love the side project. That's good. Ooh, dude, yeah, they're both good. Side both Focal Banger and Side Project, Backpack Fashion Show were yeah, excellent. Really good. Absolutely excellent. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, my Ryan. Terry flaps. Seriously? Okay, we gotta get out here quick before it gets a little too flaps. disturbing. As uh, yeah, a, a minute and a half before it gets up. Uh, okay. Crafty Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, uh, email is beer at craftbeerradio.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's at craftbeerradio. I am at Jeff Bear. At CBR Grid. Support AllieMakes.com. A L L I Makes.com. I won't do it every show. Just three times is funny. Come on, that was the third time. <laughs> thanks, thanks everyone <laughs> <laughs>